Okay, so we, we're turning to chapter 6. We've, we've uh, gone through Easter, had a quick pause. I'm going through the, the Gospel of Luke, and Luke points out certain things because he wants us to see Jesus for who He is. And He's different than us. You guys got it? But He calls us to become like Him. And so, if you remember three weeks ago, uh, Jesus, uh, he, was, he was confronted uh, and they, they, they were asking him questions. They were actually asking the disciples questions. They're like, why don't you guys fast like us? And Jesus replies to them and says, listen, you can't put new cloth on an old, an old shirt. You can't put a patch on an old shirt. What I'm doing is something completely different. Okay, so hold that in your mind. So then in chapter 6, for some reason, Luke says, I want to highlight the concept of the Sabbath in what Jesus is doing that's completely new, okay? Because this was the thing. How many know the Ten Commandments? You guys know the Ten Commandments, all of them? All right, shall I test you? You're like, oh, no, 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 no. Uh, you know, love the Lord God with all your heart, mind, soul, strength. Okay, don't have any idols before me. Uh, all those kind of things, you know, be good to your, be good to your parents, all, all those things. Don't steal. Don't. don't yeah, okay, you guys, don't murder. Jesus takes that to another level, but... Every one of the commandments that God gives us is for our good. You know, I mean, anytime you see something in the Bible, it's like, don't do that. You're like, okay, I shouldn't do that. Why? Because God's trying to keep me from having fun? No, he's, he's keeping you from being burned. I, I always tell people that, you know, when I, when I discovered the Proverbs, when I first, when I first started walking with Jesus, I, I discovered the Proverbs and we're like, Look at all the stuff in here. It says, it says, don't hang out with idiots. It's like, I, that's what I've been doing. It's like, you know, don't, don't, don't go the wrong direction with, with girls. It's like, oh man, that would have saved me a lot of heartache. You, I mean, all, all that kind of stuff. Don't get drunk, you know, don't get drunk with wine or you'll end up spinning on, you know, it, it's like, that would have been really good advice. Why? Because God doesn't want me puking on my shoes. Is that what he's trying to do? He's like, <laughs> right? You know, I mean, some of the times I've been closest to God are calling him on the big white telephone. Oh, God. How many have ever been drunk like that? Am I the only person? Okay. Okay. That's what I love about the saints, the holy and beloved of God. It's like, anyway, I, Jesus saved me out of that, you know? It's like, it's like oh, God, oh, God, oh, God. And, and it's like, okay. So all of that, if I would have just read the things he's like, don't do this, I would have been good. I would have had wisdom. But instead, I learned it the hard way. And then when I read it, I'm like, gosh, thank you, Lord, for telling me the good stuff. Anyway, so these guys that were following Jesus around now, the Pharisees and, and, and the Sadducees, they were trying to figure out how is it that Jesus is understanding our way of doing things. And so in Luke chapter 6, uh, he, he highlights this thing of the Sabbath because everybody knows that a, a good Jewish person doesn't rob, steal, loves their mom, uh, all that kind of stuff, right? You're supposed to love your mom. Everybody, okay, call your mom today. Okay, say hi to mom. Okay, where are you? Uh, but the one thing that they could really excel in was the Sabbath, it was like the one thing that they could really show off how good they were to God and everyone else. And so uh, they, did, they didn't do all the other 
11 commandments, but what they really did well was follow the Sabbath. So Luke wants to highlight this. And I, I just want to read the story because it, it's somewhat humorous and it, it somewhat makes me mad at Jesus. You guys ready? Here's the story. It says, one Sabbath, Jesus was going through the grain fields and his disciples began to pick some heads of grain, rub them in their hands and eat the kernels. Some of the Pharisees asked, why are you doing what is unlawful on the Sabbath? Jesus answered them, have you never read what David did when he and his companions were hungry? He entered the house of God and taking the consecrated bread, he ate what was lawful only for priests to eat. And he also gave some to his companions. Then Jesus said to them, The Son of Man is Lord of the Sabbath. I'm sure they were excited about that statement. <laughs> On another Sabbath, he continues the thought, he went into a synagogue and was teaching, and a man was there whose right hand was shriveled. And the Pharisees and the teachers of the law were looking for a reason to accuse Jesus. So they watched him closely to see if he would heal on the Sabbath. But Jesus knew what they were thinking. And he said to the man with the shriveled hand, Get up! Stand in front of everyone. And he got up and stood there. And then Jesus said to them, I ask you, which is lawful on the Sabbath? To do good or to do evil? To save life or to destroy it? He looked around at them and then said to the man, Stretch out your hand. And he did so, and his hand was completely restored. But the Pharisees and the teachers of the law were furious and began to discuss with one another what we might do to Jesus. Now, if somebody had some physical problem here this morning, and I said, Come on up, we're going to pray for you. You know, the shriveled hand. And all of a sudden he stretches it out. It's like, hey, well, cool. Would you get mad at Jesus? How many of you would get really furious? Would you, it, it, the word there actually means they lost their mind. It, it, it means to, they went, you've got to be kidding me. Jesus healing on the Sabbath? Worst thing ever. Not really. Okay. <laughs> anyway, there's, there, there's a few lessons I, I wanted to just kind of go over with us as, uh, as I was reading this. Um, so Jesus is going through the grain fields with, with his friends, and believe it or not, it was actually lawful to glean from another person's field. You, could, you couldn't use a sickle. You couldn't, like, chop his field down, but you could go through and, and eat whatever was on, you know, on the way. And so these guys were doing this. Of course, it was on, on the Sabbath. It was still okay. But I like the way that Jesus replies... And when, what Jesus was trying to do here was set everyone free. Now, you guys know the Sabbath? How many keep the Sabbath? Now, I know everybody's like, I, I take a day off. Okay, yeah, I, I, I'm actually, uh, I, I'm, I'm a kind of a Sabbath keeper in that I take a day off. Don't try to call me on Saturday. I mean, you can. And I may or may not reply. You can email me, and I may or may not reply. But what they were doing was they were saying, man, we, we've, got, we've got to really mark out because we want to really please God, but more than anything, we want everybody to know that God is pleased with us. So what Jesus does is says, 
I want you, you know, I, the, the law of the Sabbath, you know that before Moses, there was no law of the Sabbath. You know, Abraham never kept the Sabbath that we know of, right? Isaac, nope. Jacob, nope, right? But when the law came, God says, listen, you guys, I've got, I want to teach you how to rest. And if you look at the, at, at where God institutes the Sabbath for the people, all he says, and I'll, I'll read it to you so you know I'm, I'm paying attention here, that you guys are getting it right. It says, remember the, the Sabbath by keeping it separate. Six days you work, do all your work. Seventh day, it's a Sabbath to the Lord. On it, you can't work. So what happens when you can't work? You do what? You rest. You enjoy yourself. Jesus, you know, God's not, he instituted the Sabbath not to make it harder, but to make it easier. <laughs> he says this. He says, I don't want neither you, nor your sons, or your daughters, nor your male or female servants, if you got some of those. Now, that would be my sons and daughters. Uh, nor, nor your animals, nor your, foreign, your foreigners, anybody. For six days, the Lord made the heavens and the earth and the sea and all that's in them, but he rested on the seventh. Therefore, he blessed the, the Sabbath day and made it holy. Jesus was wanting to set them free from the last vestige of the law. What? Do you know you're free from all the law? You're looking at me like, what? What? How many, how many, let, me, let me ask it to you this way. Are you doing your religion right? Have you prayed enough this week? Did you take a rest yesterday? Or are you going to do it today? Nobody falling asleep in church. That doesn't count. It's like, oh, I'm falling. It's like, hey, hold on a second. When people do that, when they fall asleep in church, I just say, man, Thank God they're finally getting a chance to chill. I'm telling you. <laughs> I don't take it personally anymore after 30 years. I used to think it was just my bad preaching, but now I know it's just that people just, they need to take a rest. But internally in all of us, we have this thing that says, I'm not doing it right. I know it's there because it's with me, too. It's like sometimes I'm like, man, I, I, I barely read my Bible today. Does anybody, do you ever rate yourself this way? How many prayed enough this week? You prayed so much that you broke through. And all the, some of you have, but most of you have labored and said, man, I barely even, <laughs> I barely made it to church today. <laughs> right? Jesus was trying to set them free from all of the expectations of God, because what he was doing was giving grace so that we could live in freedom. Now, religionists don't like this. And in fact, I, you know, throughout my, my time walking with Jesus, I have met so many people who've told me all the things you have to do. Do you know you have to keep the Sabbath for the Sabbatarians? Uh, you know, you have to be baptized to be saved. Now I'm all I'm all into baptism. I want everybody to be baptized. In fact, I, let me get let me get some water here right now and get if you're not baptized, I'll get you in. It's not a problem. 
But the law of Christianity, the principle of Christianity is to set you free, not to lay more burdens upon you. We read earlier, all you got to do is put your clothes on. What clothes? <laughs> your Jesus clothes. <laughs> Holy and dearly love, clothe yourselves. Put your clothes on. Okay? Be compassionate. These guys didn't get that. These guys, they had anxiety. Everywhere they looked, there was something wrong with, the, with what everybody was doing. Now, has anybody here ever been a critic of another person? <laughs> They're not doing it right. <laughs> we talked, right? And so, which kind of moves us on. I'll, I'll just move from, from point one. Uh, no, I won't. I, I, I think I better, um, better stay with it. That Jesus doesn't try to be politically correct. You know, if you're a Christian, it's hard living in a world that's upside down. It's hard to say that a man is a man, a woman's a woman. It's hard to say you shouldn't kill kids unless, you know, they're 13. Uh, that, uh, it's hard. It's, I'm sorry, James. <laughs> it's hard to say you shouldn't give all the tax money to other countries. It's hard to say you ought to put a fence up somewhere. It's hard to say a lot of things. But Jesus, he spoke the truth, and he could only speak the truth, right? And I think that one of the things that's difficult for us is we're afraid of being canceled from other people. How many want everybody to like them? Are you the only one that wants everybody to like them? I, I, I want you to like me, right? But Jesus didn't do that. At the, at, as he's talking to these guys, he's like, um, have you never read this story about David? Now, this is interesting. Did David break the law? Possibly. He, he ate, I mean, I, I wish I could read, read the whole story. Only the priests were allowed to eat the bread. Did David break the law, if you're looking at that situation, which is what Jesus is pointing out? And yet they looked at David and they said, we love David. We're going to give David a pass. That's what was happening here. They're like, the people we like, we have grace for. The people we don't like, no grace for you. You understand. <laughs> and so just to top it off, Jesus says, I am the Lord of the Sabbath. They were looking at the Lord, you know, David, King David, and he's like, I am the Lord of the Sabbath, which I'm sure they just went, cool, man. We love you now. No. Instead, on another day, they moved to the second point I want to make here today. <laughs> Anyway, point that I want to remind you, don't be afraid of telling the truth as a Christian. Okay? You know, Jesus didn't, didn't he didn't create the Baha'i faith, you know, where everybody's in, right? He said, this is what I got. This is the truth, because he knows that believing a lie will kill you. Right? So he told the truth. Okay. Don't be afraid. 
Okay, second thing is, um, Jesus removes the, the inner critic in the, in the story. Um, we're critical of ourselves. How many looked in the mirror this morning? I know it was mostly the women, but I, I was looking. It's, it's like, as I get older, I get grayer, I get less hair. And I was looking, and I'm like, ooh, I got a little flyaway here this morning, right? I was the inner critic. I wasn't the beautiful person that I was in my, in my teens, the Adonis, the, the, the Zeus, no? Uh, like an old fat guy, you know, just kind of, you know? <laughs> Sorry. Anyway, we have our inner critic. Anybody? You got an inner critic? You're not doing it right? Okay. But what we do with our inner critic is we also, we turn it outward, we're like, well, there's a person that doesn't have their hair all squared away, too. <laughs> we know how that goes. So he says, so on another Sabbath, he went into the synagogue, and they were te- teaching, and the Pharisees and the teachers, they were looking for a reason to accuse him. And so they watched him closely. And when I read that, I realize that I'm them, too. Because every time I read about a Pharisee in the, in the New Testament, I get mad at Pharisees. And then I realize I am one. Because <laughs> as soon as you get mad at the Pharisee, you realize, I'm a Pharisee. Because people, they are not doing it right. And so therefore, I point out what they've got wrong. Uh-oh. So what Jesus is doing here is he's trying to relieve us of being the critic to ourselves and to others. That's why I had us read, clothe ourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, and gentleness, because we are them. You know, cancel culture isn't new. It says they were looking for something. So they could cancel him. And they said, yep, he did it. He healed a guy on the Sabbath. It's the worst thing that's ever happened. And did Jesus say, okay, my ministry's over? Nope. He just kept on moving. He didn't apologize. Because you can never go wrong by having compassion for others. See, he took the critic that was there and said, I'm going to turn you guys, those that will listen, I'm going to turn your criticism into compassion. Compassion for those who don't think like you. Compassion for those that are against Jesus. And especially compassion for those who are hurting. Which brings me to my last point, and the main point. What Jesus was doing by removing this whole conversation about the Sabbath was he was bringing us to the place where we would have to understand that our role is no longer being against things, but being for things. Being for the truth, being for healing. Now, it's it's easy to see the faults in others and to not like them. It's easy. 
You know, I remember some, somebody said to me one time, it's, it's easy to see the hole in a donut. I'd rather see the donut. I, I like donuts. Donuts don't like me, but I like donuts. <laughs> and instead, what Jesus is doing with these guys is like, I'm not, I can't back down here. I have compassion. Now, I want to ask a couple questions as we as we look here, because as I was thinking about what Jesus was doing here, the people that had religion, and that would include us, sometimes can be the least compassionate on the earth. We can be, I mean, really, what, what, what the media would say about Christians is they're all bigots, they're all racist, they're all, aren't you? No. What, you're not? That makes you worse. Then you're fragile. Okay, it's like they get you going in a hundred different ways. Like, I thought I was just trying to be me, man. <laughs> you okay? All right. So I wanted to ask, and what are you compassionate about? When I watch the news, which I don't do very often, but I, I hear about it, and I hear about a war, <clears throat> do I think about those that are being hurt by the war? Does it break my heart? Or do I say, we ought to bomb some other people? We ought to bomb the other side. Who are you against in this latest war? Are you, who, are you, are you against anybody? Against the Russians? Russians. You know, we have a lot of Russians in our neighborhood. I've talked with them. I talk with Russia, people from Russia. And you know what? It's terrible. Their family is there. They don't want to be involved in this thing any more than anybody does. Okay? But what about the Ukrainians? Those Nazis? Or you could be like Jesus and say, my, there's people getting hurt. What can I do? Can I pray for them? Can I support a relief organization? Because you know there's a a lot of relief needed when people are bombing your house. You okay? So the reason I'm saying this is, is that Jesus was trying to tune us to compassion. And it's easy to just look at stuff and say, eh, that's a bummer. Bummer for them. Okay. But let me ask you, what, what does break your heart? Because what was breaking Jesus' heart there, he's like, he's looking at these guys and he's reading their thoughts and he says, You're, you think the problem here is me. And the problem here is that you've lost your heart. We live in a world that needs every Christian to have compassion. We're it. We're the end of the line. We're the ones that can reach out. You guys know that I... I, I I do a lot of work with Kiva. I don't know if you know Kiva. It's a it's a micro lending institution, and I I like to lend small pockets of money when I have extra change. I I, I lend it to Kiva, and I'm part of the Christians group, but there's also an atheist group. Do you know that? And I always want to make sure that the Christian group is bigger than the atheist group in every loan set that I that I work with. 
Because I think the Christians need to lead the way with compassion. All right. So this is my prayer for you. And I, wanted, I want us to just pause, and we're going to close here. Is there a group of people or a people that breaks your heart? There's battered women. There's sexual slavery. There's human slavery all over this world. There's poor people that can just use some help. There's Christians that have lost their way because nobody's loved on them. There's atheists who have definitely lost their way and no one's loved them. And I want us to just pause for a minute and check our own heart. Lord, it's easy to live in such a way that we forget how many people are hurting, both the religious and the broken, and to not participate, to find ourselves quibbling about what's right and what's wrong instead of what's the best way forward to help. And Lord, that's what you've called your people to do, is to be part of the solution, not part of the noise. And I pray that with each of us, you'd speak to us. Say, what, what, what people, what person can I help today and make a difference in their life? And as you taught us, whatever we do to the least of these, my brothers, you've done to me. Lord, I pray you would teach our heart to see correctly, to see with the eyes of compassion and mercy, rather than the eyes of the law. Thank you for stopping us for a moment and helping us to know who you are. And I just want to take a moment out that it's easy to find ourselves straying from Jesus or never even coming to him and I just want to give an opportunity this morning that if if you've never trusted Jesus or if you've stopped trusting Jesus for some reason in your past, that Jesus is calling you. And he's saying, you don't have to do it right. You just need to come to me. And if you're here this morning and that's you, I want you to share that with the people or uh, someone that's with you today. Just say, you know, I, I know I need to commit my life to Jesus. I want to see and know and follow him. And we all say that, Lord, because we know that you are the best. (laughs) You're the best for us. Thank you for what you're doing in our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, with that, God bless you. Have a great rest of your day. Be compassionate to those around you. Amen.